0: Welcome to Sleepover Cinema, where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of those who checked five different targets for the chromatical Oreos.
1: I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey Leach. We are the sister filmmaking duo, also known as Two Pink Pictures, and we haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them.
0: We're going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the movies that first inspired our love for film. In an attempt to answer the question, Are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we really care if they are?
1: Today we are talking about the much-anticipated, much-asked-for 2000s Bring It On. We're the best.
2: We have fun, we work hard, and we win national championships.
3: We have a problem.
2: About what? You ripped off those cheers.
4: had the best squad around for years, but no one's been able to see what we can do.
2: We're in trouble. But you better believe all that's going to change this year. I swear I had no idea. Do you
1: think
4: a white girl came up with those moves? This isn't about cheating. This is about winning.
0: This is a very special episode today because we have not one, not two, not three, (laughs) but four people (laughs) in the second half speaking on their experience with Bring It On. So, uh, they're all really funny, interesting, lovely people, and we will get to that. So because we are anticipating all of that, we're just going to get right into the facts right now. Um, we are very excited to be talking about they bringing on today. They are all
1: friends of ours personally from, like, childhood or of the show that we've met along the way. But uh, we're very excited to get some new voices into the podcast
0: Considering that we have so many guests today, we are just going to get swiftly into the facts. So Bring It On was released on August 25th, 2000 in theaters and was directed by Peyton Reed, who is best known for (laughs) Ant-Man and The Breakup, which is that one with Justin Timberlake in it, I
1: think. Yeah. And Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a whole, you know, subgenre of that movie. So it could be any of those, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, I think that that's it, though. Um, and then we have Mandalorian. He He's directed a few episodes of The Mandalorian, a few of New Girl, and he directed a lot of the Upright Citizens Brigade TV show, which I didn't know existed did and I. literally brought ch- <laughs> a chill. It, it shot a chill down my spine to even think of that existing. Uh, and, and I didn't know there was a Weird Al TV show, but this man was involved in the Weird Al TV show, so good for him. (laughs) This movie was produced by Mark Abraham and Thomas A. Bliss, who seem kind of like a production duo. Um, And their credits together include the Babysitter's Club movie, Tuck Everlasting, Bring It On, and Bring It On Again. This movie was written by none other than Jessica Bendinger, the queen behind Bring It On, obviously, Stick It, Aquamarine, As my poster is right here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First daughter and a few episodes of Sex in the City. And I feel like if you've written any of Sex in the City, you are just in a a certain echelon of writer. Um, I know that was weirdly swift, but that was kind of it for the first little chunk there. So, Audrey, what do you got? So
1: here is the plot synopsis for Bring It On. A champion high school cheerleading squad discovers its previous captain stole all their best routines from an inner city school and must scramble to compete at this year's championships. Um, (laughs) Pretty good plot
0: synopsis, I thought.
1: Yeah, but it's very, like, big picture. It's, like, not introducing any specific character or anything. (laughs)
0: Yes, well, there was this one, and then there was another one that was, like, doing way too much, and so yeah. I was like, this this is the better one. Yeah, like, you. if
1: you're listening to this, I'm assuming you probably have seen Bring It On, so you don't need, like, the Torrance, blah, 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 Missy, blah, 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 <laughs> like, it's fine.
0: Right, you don't, you don't. So, when I was looking up the plot keywords, well, I didn't look them up, but they, like, presented themselves to me when I was on the IMDb page, um, they were all really gross. <laughs> like, the majority of them were super gross. Like, these were in, like, the top, like, ten. There were leg, camera <laughs> shot leg. of a woman's legs, <laughs> bare midriff, bra and panties, panties, white panties, and sexiness, which really the only reason why I even bring it up is because there is, like, a certain... Uh, Flavor to this movie where the way that the girls are f- shot is like really porn r- reminiscent to me. Just like mm-hmm. even in the opening, when you like see Torrance's back and like her hair, it just gave me like creepy, yeah, like early 2000s porn vibes. It's also gross because they're high school characters. And like these movies
1: are made for high schoolers, but like, you. All right, so now we're going to get into these taglines. And for some reason, I'm seeing a lot of hash marks here. I'm seeing a lot of options. (laughs) The first tagline is, her parents don't get it. Her boyfriend says, forget it. The friends who voted her in now regret it. But does she got game? Bet on it. (laughs) Horrible. I hate that one. That was so long. That's like not even a tagline. The second one is, oh my God, these are so long. It's backstabbing, spotlight grabbing, secret blabbing. A cheerleader's life is all that.
0: There's no real secret blabbing in this movie.
1: I mean, there's secret blabbing in that it's a secret that they're stealing. I guess that's true. Um, The third one is... Hate them because they're beautiful while well, they don't like you either. Okay, that's actually kind of good because it's in the movie. That's one of the cheers. Yeah. Hate them because they're beautiful well, we don't like you either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next one is may the best moves win. The next one is winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. <laughs> um, they were giving us options yeah.
0: in this marketing spread here.
1: there's two more. The next one is one, two, three, cheer. Bad. And the last one is, it's amazing what some girls will do to get on top and stay there. That's awful.
0: (laughs) That's bad. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, agreed. So now we're moving on to the cast. First of all, we have Kirsten Dunst as Torrance. Um, Kirsten Dunst was like one of the it gals of the early 2000s, 100%. Um, without necessarily taking, like, the Disney or Nickelodeon route, which is cool. Um, But she's best known for playing Mary Jane in the 2002 Spider-Man, the one with Tobey Maguire, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Um, And sort of, like, her breakout role was as Claudia in Interview with the Vampire, which I saw for the first time over the past year, and that movie is, like, That movie sprinted so Twilight could, like, crawl. She was also known for playing young Amy March in the 1994 Little Women. She was Marie Antoinette in Marie Antoinette. She was in Elizabethtown. She was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And a particularly devastating episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that I cry at every time I see it. (laughs) Then we have Jesse Bradford as Cliff, who to me, the entire time, I'm like, this is just Paul Rudd and Clueless. Like, that's the vibe yep. I get the whole time. Um, And out of his credits, really the only things that I really recognized were he was on the West Wing and he was in Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs>
1: Leo Nardo.
0: <laughs> I was like, how do I say his name? Um, then we have... Eliza Dushku as Missy. And I really thought that it was Christy Carlson Romano (laughs) the entire time. (laughs) They are like twins. And I looked up pictures of both of them uh, yesterday when I was putting all these notes together. And like, they don't, in the mind's eye, they are twins. But when you see pictures, it's not as bad. But she was on Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, and in the spinoff series, Angel good for her. And there's a lot of characters in these movies, but I just went with like the uh, most prevalent characters I guess, or the ones who were billed at the top mostly. Uh, Then we have Gabrielle Union as Isis, who is the head cheerleader of the Clovers, the captain of the Clovers. And she is on, or was on, 10 Things I Hate About You, Being Mary Jane, Birth of a Nation. She was in Love and Basketball. She was on 7th Heaven and had a recurring role on
1: Sister Sister. So she's been in many good things. Yes, we love her. Um, And is like a national treasure. Yeah, of course. So now for the financial section. (laughs) Yes, um, the estimated budget was roughly eleven million dollars. It made seventeen million three hundred sixty two thousand one hundred and five dollars on box office opening weekend. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That's great. yeah uh the overall worldwide gross is ninety million four hundred forty nine thousand nine hundred twenty nine. So big success. So many dollars. (laughs) Now we understand why there happens to be like four, four additional movies in this under this brand name, decreasing in quality as they go, Um, which sucks, but it happens. Moving on to the critic score and the critic consensus, there was a 63% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, and the critical consensus is, Despite the formulaic, fluffy storyline, this movie is surprisingly fun to watch, mostly due to its high energy and how it humorously spoofs cheerleading instead of taking itself too seriously. Um, which there's a hint of something. in there.
0: <laughs> Yes, yes. That's what I thought, too. I was like, there's a hint of misogyny yeah. in that. Yes, there is. In that critic consensus. Yeah, I
1: was like, oh, um, they're like, we liked it because they decided to not take their sport really seriously. Like, they decided to make fun of themselves. Yeah. It's like, well, what if it was just really serious? Like,
0: you yeah, should respect. Well, it it's also anyway. like,
1: but of course we yeah, love it for being
0: fun. Yeah, and it's also like humorously spoofing cheerleading feels like a euphemism for humorously spoofing teenage girls. Yeah, and I don't like. that. Yeah, I don't like
1: that. <laughs> it just no, we we detected something there. I don't, I don't like that.
0: Yeah. Um. Which okay, and then this next little section, which I can explain, kind of is similar, but it's from Roger Ebert, our king, so it's not as bad. <laughs> So this is like a little excerpt from his review of Bring It On. He said that Bring It On is, yet another example of the most depressing trend of the summer of 2000, the cynical attempt by Hollywood to cram R-rated material into PG-13 movies. This is done not to corrupt our children, but even worse, with complete indifference to their developing values. The real reason is more cynical. Younger teenagers buy a lot of tickets and are crucial if a movie hopes to win the weekend. The R-rating is a penalty at the box office. So movies that were born to be rated R, like Gone in 60 Seconds, Coyote Ugly, and Bring it on, are trimmed within a millimeter of the dividing line and released as PG-13 so that any child tall enough to push dollars through the ticket window is cheerfully admitted with or without an adult.
1: Yeah. Roger is speaking Which, the truth here. Mm-hmm. It's
0: it's true and it speaks to like the weird uh, sex shoot like the sexualization in the film. Yeah, uh, in like the point of view of the camera and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes was sixty six percent. So pretty close to the critic score, which was sort of shocking. So now we're in the gossip section for August two thousand one, and this is kind of more um like entertainment news than celebrity gossip. But uh, Arista re-upped Whitney Houston's recording contract to the tune of $100 million. It, at the time, was the biggest deal in Arista's history. So Whitney is still reigning supreme, as the good Lord intended, and that's good to know. At the same time, There was a deal going on to create that 80s show, which was Fox's attempt to keep capitalizing on that 70s show. Um, Yara. Zaid, our lovely friend, has a video where she talks about the origins of that 80s show, and it's really interesting, actually, I think. And Warner Brothers announced that the sequel to Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, was to be released in May 2003, so the the world demanded a sequel, and they were delivering upon it and making an announcement two years in advance, or three years in advance at the time, um, that it was happening, so... That's cool. And I just looked up shows that were on for kids in 2000. and this was the era of Braceface, Totally Spies, which surprised me. It seemed weirdly early. Out of the Box, Lizzie McGuire, Baron the Big Blue House. I love Did you know that Bear in <laughs> the Big Blue House ran for like ten years?
1: Yeah. No, I I trust me, I watched the Defunct Land TV episode about it. <laughs> Don't worry. I did too, but I forget a lot about it. the same, but Listen, I liked that show a lot. I, For me, like, we. You, I think we've mentioned this before, but, like, as a child, I just preferred live-action things, and so Bear in the Big Blue House was, like, a great medium. It's, like, yeah. live-action, but with cartoonish characters. So I was living... Yes. <laughs> I mean, also, Out of the Box is on this list. Yeah, Out of the Box. And I'm sure some of our listeners probably use TikTok a lot, and I have mm-hmm. seen... Both of them on my For You page, they're coming back to the internet, and they, like, did their little videos, and they sang the song, and I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> like, I fell into the trap It was really cute. So hard. But yeah, they're very wholesome people.
0: There's your context, and now we just talk about things that we remembered about this movie before we watched it a few days ago. Um <laughs> I can go first and say the thing that I had to reveal to all of our guests, which is that I am 99% sure that I had not seen this movie until a couple days ago.
1: (laughs) Crazy. I just don't know how that's possible because I don't know when I saw it the first time, but it was definitely somewhere in the 2012 region, maybe? Something like that. You must have just
0: been at like a different friend's house, and like I just must not have been there because I think I watched it by I myself.
1: Like I think it was well, on Netflix at the time, and I and that was roughly when Netflix yeah. started streaming. And that was yeah. like 2012 was kind of a big year for me, I feel like, in watching um a <laughs> <laughs> big year for me, ninth grade, watching <laughs> like really iconic movies that fall into this genre and prior. Like Heather's Clueless. Bring It On, mm-hmm. um, Drag Race. <laughs> I, I know, that's when I started that, Drag Race, was 2012.
0: Yeah, it was a big year for, for oh, media. God. That means that I've been watching Drag for Race like for nine years. years. <laughs> All my friends get mad when I'm like, remember when I tried to get you to watch Drag Race when we were 17? And, like, no. and And they're like, ha fuck you. And I'm like, no, but it's true. It's true. I did and try now, to get you to watch and, Drag and Race. And now you love it, so... And now you yell at me in a group chat about my opinions. (laughs) However, who got here first? It was us. Okay, so with all that in mind, we're going to break a little bit early probably right now. So go watch Bring It On, refresh your memory, and then we will come back and you will hear more opinions on this movie than you ever could have anticipated. (laughs) And uh, we're excited to share them with you.
5: Okay,
0: we're back. We're talking about Bring It On. And before we bring on our beautiful uh, parade of guests, (laughs) Audrey and I just want to get a few things out of our systems before you hear our conversations with all these other people. My truth is, I had not seen this movie until a couple days ago, and I didn't like it. That's
1: so crazy. Do you think it's just because you lack nostalgia? Yes. I think it's that
0: I lack nostalgia, and I also think that really... There's a few things about why I didn't like it. First of all, I thought that Torrance was a really boring character, and I didn't feel bad for her, and I didn't relate to and her. We,
1: we, we get into that. You'll hear us talk more about that.
0: Yeah, you'll. this is why I'm keeping it very yeah. high level, because we'll get into it more. Um, but mostly, and this might just be that I'm like uh a white person who's doing too much but like like the level that the clovers are kept like an arms length away in this movie that was made by white people yeah. in 2000 it sit right. just it yeah it does not sit right with me and it's just such a waste of an opportunity and they marketed this movie like it was going to be 50/50 yeah. and it's not and it just feels gross to me and i felt like uh, I liked, like, the like the gayness to it. Like, there's a lot of, like, underlying and overt gayness mm-hmm. in the movie, which was cool. Um, but I just didn't think it was that good, and I feel bad. No, you
1: don't, you don't need to feel bad, because if I saw it for the first time three days ago or whatever, I probably would also be like... I, I would be like, there's just a lot of issues with it. But, like, if you don't have the nostalgia for it, then... You know, you're just gonna see it for what it is now. And you like that is Yeah. You know, it'd be almost kind of weird if you were like, Oh my god, I loved it so much. I loved every element. It was the most iconic thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like in 2021, it'd be like, okay. Um yeah. like uh, are you blind to the truth? Like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that's totally acceptable. I'm validating you <laughs> for that. Thank you so much for validating but, me. You know, uh, th- there's obvious elements that can still be praised to this day, which would be like certain performances, certain um, outfits, and like fashion. Not all of it, but a lot yes. of it, and um, just the the quality of fun and like the fact that we could tell that they were having fun filming it. That's really what you latch onto with this movie, I think
0: yeah I buy that I just have so many questions I just have so many questions like for like as a white woman writer uh-huh. just like th- like watching the scene where um the clovers write the letter to Paulette. um Paulette thinking that a white person wrote it and also it's named like them, like named all the characters yeah. what she named them it's just like I would never do that. I mean, I know times have changed, but like... Like, the boldness just makes me is cringe. scary.
1: The villain is really like big red. But like, the Clovers are like it's a like, it's like, red herring villain. <sighs> yeah, it's also like the system. Yeah, it's it's just, like Torrance's system, system
0: is the problem.
1: <laughs> it's the man. Yeah,
0: like, I just, like, don't feel bad for her. Um, But anyway, I'm being a hater. There's a lot to love about this movie. I just don't have the nostalgia lens. So we have so much to share with you. Audrey, I feel like we should probably just bring on the guests at this point. Yeah, we should bring
1: it on with the guests. (laughs) Uh, ah!
0: We're bringing it on with the guests. Okay, Um, everyone buckle in because here we go. Our first guest today is Darren of Under the Tree with DXC, and he is our loving, loyal listener who we talk to over DMs constantly, (laughs) and we're finally getting him on the podcast. So, um, and we're talking about Bring It On, obviously. So really the first thing that we wanted to ask you, Darren, is when was the first time you think you watched Bring It On?
3: I would want to say like out of the womb, but I know that that's not like (laughs) the most like appropriate answer, but I don't know. It just goes back so far. It's kind of like one of those things that like for me, like Britney Spears and Beyonce, like they've always been there. Like I've always watched Bring It On from the time I was so young. Like I feel like before I memorized anything in school, I memorized the first cheer from the beginning. My parents are on the younger side and Mm -hmm. my mom has a younger sister so she was like 18 when I was born. So she was prime age when that stuff came out. She was like our age now. So I think it probably came from her. It just came out around that and they had it on. And then I just ended up seeing it and, you know, probably made me gay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are some things or characteristics about Bring It On that you love to this day?
3: Um, I did take notes on that because I wanted to have things ready for you guys. <laughs> okay, nice. But- one thing that I love is, like, the lingo and, like, the things that they say. Jan was a gay awakening. I, I'm, I wish he was the gay one in the movie, but he's just so cute. And Cliff is cute, too. But I was watching the movie with my friend last year, and he pointed out that Cliff only talks out of the side of his mouth. And now, yeah. when I was rewatching, I was like, why did you have to say that? Because that's all I see now. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say Gabrielle Union, everything about her. Um, everything everything about her and then um the fact that the girl group black plays her like he- not her henchmen but her friends. um they play lava Genelope, and lafred and i think i love them so much because i love their song bring it all to me it's such an early 2000s jam so i love that they're mm-hmm. in it i love cliff and torrance's chemistry they have really good chemistry <laughs> but also yeah, missy do. and Missy and Cliff do as well, which is yes,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was yes. giving. It was giving clueless.
5: Yeah, it, that's it what was. I thought.
1: It was
3: giving cruel intentions, sweetie. It was giving cruel intentions. <laughs> yeah, intention. yeah like, um, true. When yeah, they're too. in, the, when they're in the room, and she's like, be aggressive, and she's ah, yeah. it's just yeah. so weird at points. What's the girl who plays Missy's name?
1: It's <laughs> Eliza Dushku.
3: She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. I love Missy. My favorite scene in the entire movie is when they pick her up and they're like cheering her on and she starts dancing.
0: I like fully thought that was Christy Carlson Romano until right now.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what what I was going to say is I always get them confused. That's what I was going to (laughs) say.
0: Like I wrote down in my notes in all caps, Christy Carlson Romano with a bunch of question marks. I didn't do the research yet.
3: (laughs) Not Christy Carlson Romano. She didn't really get a career after even Stevens. I wish. I I wish she was in Bring It On because she didn't get a career. Raven and Hillary kind of like uplifted themselves and Christy kind of stayed where she was. Missy's weird dress in the beginning. dread.
0: Yes. What are, I don't
3: think they're dreads. They are because I know know white people do that hairstyle, used to do that hairstyle in the early 2000s. But it's, what is it?
0: It, this is what it is because I watched it with my boyfriend and he was like, Are they dreads? Like, what are they? And I was like, No, let me no. show you because I could do it. So, it's <laughs> my hair's disgusting right now. But what it is is like you take a strand like this and then you take you get gel and you put gel on it Ew. and then you just twist it like this. Like, I'm just twisting it like <laughs> clockwise and then you Hair just tutorial. leave it. That's it. But
3: why? <laughs> the big question is why? I don't know if you guys have read the AB Club interview that they did for the 20th anniversary. Peyton Reed, the director, and um, jesse I think her name is Bedinzer, whatever yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. But they say that they think the one thing that they feel like wouldn't hold up today was the homophobic slurs that they throw around. Uh-huh. But they also kind of like double down and stand by it because they're like, they're just teenagers saying this stuff. Like, they're yeah. kind of like reclaiming it. Like, um, when Missy says like, um, you speak like you do speak fag to yeah. Les, and then yeah. he's like and Whitney, psychedelic. Like, I just w- like just the way it's, that she says it's just so yeah. like it hits it's so well. It is fierce. Like, I'm treading my waters right now because I don't want you guys to be like, oh my god, he's just throwing these flirts, But no, oh. I just, no, Miss no, no, just, you don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Last time you watched it, did any particular things jump out to you that you were like not so in love with?
3: I think definitely, I don't know. I think it might've just been Jen not being gay. I'm just kidding. No, no, that's not it. Um, I think <laughs> just like the, clover, the Clovers being so secondary. Like I just, uh-huh. I wish there was yeah. more. I wish we had like, I wish it was equal split between like-
1: 50-50, me too. Be, it's yeah. so
3: like colorful and fun with all of the um, the- the Toros, like we see so mm-hmm. much of the Toros, even a lot of the characters. Like we don't see their families or anything, but like we know that like Darcy's a smart one. We know that Casey is the dumb one. We know that Jan um, and Courtney kind of do things together, which is kind of problematic. I was watching that back; thought it was kind of problematic when he said his fingers slip sometimes. I was like, Yeah, yeah. Consent is the consent there. Do do we know? Um, but I wish we got to see yeah. <laughs> a lot more of like. Isis in her school, and um, we got to know B mm-hmm. Lafred, and Lava a little bit more, which, like, I just know their names because I'm such a super fan, but, like, I feel like most people don't know their names. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, well, yeah. also, I wanted to rehash and ask you about the little piece of uh, gossip that you mm. uncovered, and you DM'd us, like, back in the day and yes. I, I feel like the
3: people should know to get some clout with you guys I was like I have a little fact like can I give it to you it was bring it On's 20th anniversary and people were saying oh look at the trailer and I'd never seen the trailer for bring it on but in the Bring It on trailer there's parts where you see the clovers at their school like you see Isis with a man you see like lava Genelope and Lafred like doing things like I think it's lava who she says I don't think you thought a white girl made this shit up, like, talking about, like, some of their cheers and stuff. So people have been talking about, oh, for the 20th anniversary, like, release the, clo- like, the Clover, clo- the Clover the, Cut. The Clover Cut. The Clover Cut. Release the yeah. Clover Cut. So I was like, oh, I would love to see that. Like, I loved the Clovers. So, and she posted something for it. It was like they were going to be doing, like, a QA and a type thing. Like, it was her, Peyton Reed, the director, Gabrielle, and I think Kristen is or Kirsten as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just, I commented, I don't know why I commented this because I promise I'm way more professional, but I just commented, release the Clover scenes from the trailers with an um, exclamation point at the end. And, you know, she responded nicely and she was like, Peyton un- <laughs> unpacks this in the piece for AV- for the AV Club, but it was the screenwriter, Jessica Badinger, I think is how you say her name. Mm. So, and then I read it and it says in the av club interview that they filmed it just for the trailers they didn't really film full scenes so like there would be nothing to restore because they weren't full scenes but i don't know if that's just a cop out um so what he says (laughs) for the av trailer he says there was not really more that was shot um the initial trailer makes it seem like there was a subplot but there's nothing there there was a handful of things that they shot for the trailer with gabrielle and then the girls from black um and it was addressing stuff for marketing materials so it was, they yeah. basically have Lava go, I don't, I don't think you thought a white girl made this shit up and like looked directly at the camera. So it makes more sense that it is just for marketing, but, and then he talks about how there's a couple of shots of them at the lockers, which is also in the trailers, but then he says, there's no clover cut. So then back to me talking to the screenwriter, I said, so there's not real scenes. And then she says, correct. But if we should do a sequel then there definitely will be, which has nothing to do with that. It's just kind of <laughs> like, we'll shoot at the, high, we'll shoot at the uh, East Compton Clovers High School. But I feel like there are more, and they just don't want to release them. That's how I personally feel.
0: It just, like, watching it, I it was so much more about the Toros than I thought it was going to be. And also, I just, like, didn't appreciate how, like, even though the Clovers are extremely fierce, like, they're kind of just, like... They're, like, villainized really heavily in Mm -hmm. the first one. Like Just for
1: existing.
3: At the end of the day, they are pretty stereotypical as well. Like, Mm -hmm. Janellope wants to fight them. Like, their names are Lava, Lafred, and Janellope. Like, they didn't really go out of the box for that. Like,
0: What impact do you think that Bring It On made on you as a kid and continues to have on you now?
3: Well, I keep bringing up Jan, but Jan was a gay awakening. And I think he was for a lot of other gay men. So if anyone's listening out there, please let me know I'm not alone. Please let me know I'm not alone. Um, And it made me want to be a cheerleader. And unfortunately, my parents would not let me um, because they thought I would, you know, get bullied or something. But they later let my brother be a cheerleader. So I basically... You warmed him up. Yeah. A lot of times I walked so he could run. But I don't know. I... (laughs) I think he was much more coordinated with me, but if they started me young, I probably could have done a flip or something. And I mm-hmm. memorized all the bring it on cheers. So I could have been fine. I ended up doing marching band, but you know, I would have loved to be at the football <laughs> games as a cheerleader. Also another thing, what's the name of Torrance's boyfriend? He's really annoying. What's his name? Aaron. Aaron. Right. I think mm-hmm. they should have made him gay. It would have been really funny. I, right?
0: If, okay, in the beginning, I was like, he seems gay. And then when the brother's, like, his boyfriend's fruity. gay, I was like, are we going to, is he going to be gay? Like, is that going to be part of it? And then it. Just, but then like, he's
3: in bed with a girl. And yeah. when he's like, she's like, who is that? And she's like, it's my sister. And then she's like, but you're not my sister. I was <laughs> yeah. like, what? Uh, I was like that's He's one of those creepy. things that should have that's like the Princess Diaries thing that I was thinking about. Like why why do <laughs> yeah, we have to hear yeah, that? Yeah.
0: When she broke up with Aaron, I was like why didn't you bring up the fact that he set you up with this scammer choreographer?
3: Exactly. Like hello? And one last thing that I noticed was in the scene where they go the Clover show up at the football game and obviously mm-hmm. copy the cheer, for some reason one of the girls is just a random Because it's Gabrielle and then two of the girls from Black. And then the one who just has her hair down and is in, like, orange is not Lafred. Because I looked up which Black member played what. And Janellope is Mm -hmm. Natina Reed, who has passed away. Um, And then Mm -hmm. Lava is, I think her name's Brandy Williams. Um, And then Lafred is the other member. And she's not featured in that big scene, which I thought was so weird.
0: I really missed the fact that she had like this very like lesbian coded punk thing at the beginning, and then they just like deleted it. I was like,
3: "What happened?" Yeah, Yeah. put her and Torrance together, you coward! Like, yeah. (laughs) Also,
0: for real,
3: why say it about Courtney and Whitney if you're not going to put them together?
0: Yes, that's. I was expecting that.
3: I think that's something else that I wish there was more of. I wish there was more gayness like we yeah. have less mm-hmm. but like he's only pretty much a punchline and then he has that cute scene at the cheer competition where he's <gasps> with I that know. guy but yeah. like just put I you know what put Courtney yeah. and Winnie together put Jan and Leslie together or uh, yeah I think he's short for Leslie and put Torrance and Missy together and you know what yeah. Cliff I'm sorry you, Cliff is too like sad boy pick me <laughs> like him reading yes, the yes, the um yes. reading the book in the, the football, football game, game I'm like <laughs> What are you trying to do? It reminded me of you Eli from The
0: Oh, okay. Well, I think. I mean, we could go on forever. We could. Darren, thank you for supplying us with your knowledge. <laughs> You're welcome. And we are gonna join you on your show soon. Yes, which is really I'm so
3: so 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 excited.
0: <laughs> We're excited too. But do you want to just talk a little bit about what your podcast is and like where people can find it?
3: Yeah. So thanks to these two lovely ladies right here, I kind of got the push to start my own podcast. So my podcast is called Under the Tree with DXC, um, and it kind of stands for Under the Tree of Knowledge a little bit, and DXC are my initials. So um, I decided I wanted to have like a kind of talk show as podcast. So every episode is a different like random pop culture topic, and I have a guest on or two guests or a number of guests on, and we just talk about whatever topic it is, see how far we can go, because feel like if I did a podcast by myself, I'd just get into so many crazy tangents. So I need someone to help me reel them in. The big thing about it is I want it to spark conversation. And one of my favorite things about people is I love when you can see the wheels turning while they're talking and mm-hmm. the, or the twinkle in their eyes. It's something they're interested in. Um, so that's what I hope to get from my guests. I hope to see the wheels turning and the twinkle in their eye. And if I see that, then I know it's a good episode and I know that I've done my job. Yeah, you guys really inspired me. You guys are like my mothers, kind of. Like my podcast mother.
5: Aww. Yes.
0: <laughs> we cannot wait to join you. It's going to be amazing. A favorite topic. Such a fun, supportive person. So <laughs> we'll make that happen soon. Um, and thank you for chatting with us. This was awesome.
3: Yes, thank you guys for having me. Bring it on.
0: with us right now to talk about Bring It On. We have our dear friend and comedian, Dejan France. Hey, He's such a lovely person. We're so excited for him to be here um, because he was very eager to talk with us about Bring It On. So the first question I want to ask is just when do you think you saw Bring It On for the first time?
6: I was thinking about this a lot, and I think it <laughs> might have been... I was like... And, Whenever you could probably get it on DVD or blue or like I was gonna say Blu-ray. Whenever you can get it on the DVD or VHS is when. Yeah. Because my me and my mom watched it a lot. That's like when like I found out about the pod. I was like, this is crazy because like I don't know. I guess I'm just like a, a white girl inside because I resonate <laughs> with all these movies so much because me I don't know me and my mom we just watched all these movies it was. Mm-hmm. It was great.
1: What are some things or moments or scenes that you really love from Bring It On?
6: I watched it. We watched it last night. to yes. Get in the booth. Oh, good. Yeah. I was thinking about when uh, Missy first tells Elijah Dushku, Missy. I really I love <laughs> Elijah Dushku. She has such a cool voice, too. I was watching. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Her voice is just like a cool girl voice.
3: Yeah, um, she really yes. does.
6: Big fan of Buffy, but <laughs> when uh she finds out that they sold the routine, and then like, and Torrance like, "Get out of the car! I'm gonna kick your ass!" <laughs> uh, when when she like looks, she's like, "Get in the car! They're like get in the car!" I realized like they drove to L.A. and like every scene that they show, it's kind of like silent or whatever. So it's like they live in San Diego. I looked mm-hmm. it up. That's like a two-hour drive. <laughs> So I am just yeah. like imagine I like imagine them just sitting in the car in silence for 2 hours.
1: <laughs> and like angry <laughs> yeah, like angry like, yeah. silence. She's yeah. <laughs>
6: there the yeah. entire time. Just <laughs> looking out the window just trying not to look at her. <laughs> Man, that scene I I um uh, I think that out of I was trying to think of movies with um audition montages where like cuts between the people
0: I have something to say about that.
6: Oh, it's so good.
5: <laughs> yes, well, my favorites. note was
0: that um, the audition montage scene from Bring It On walked, so the High School Musical one yeah. could run. Yeah, I was like thinking the same about, thing. Yeah,
6: I was yeah. thinking about that too.
0: There's there are yeah. so many moments in this movie because I had actually never seen this one. I'd seen all <gasps> oh, the Bring It Ons. I know, I know, I know, I know. Eee, Hannah's walking on thin ice. <laughs> Hannah's I'm walking on. Lie. I'm not gonna lie though. I realized I'd never seen it, and one of the things I noticed is that there are so many like weird, like porn adjacent moments in this movie where I'm like, "This is very 2000." Yeah, that <laughs> it yeah. has that vibe.
6: Very male gazy. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. I could. I'm not gonna say I was. I'm complaining about it, but no. Uh, <laughs> it was a little like, in in since at the time it came out, was a little. Uh, on the forefront of, like, white people stealing from, like, black people. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Stuff
6: like that. Obviously, you know, that's something I heard a lot when I grew up, like, especially, like, you know, uh, when I was in younger, like, Lilo and Stitch you know with Elvis, I really liked Elvis because right. of school. Because when we do study breaks, they the teacher would play Elvis in the classroom, and Leon's mm-hmm. and, and every time, like, I brought up Elvis around, like, someone old and black, they'd be like, You know, you stole from black people, you know, yeah, yeah, crackers, <laughs> you know, they'd be saying all types i Like, I mean, music's still good, I don't know. <laughs> Come so on.
0: when bring it on came up you were like I got to be on when you talk about bring it on so I'm I want to know to what be it fair, is To be
1: fair it was this or coyote ugly which we I will know. get to We're we going <laughs> to get <laughs> to it. We're
0: going to get to it. And so I'm just curious what it is about bring it on that compels you to speak specifically.
6: Um it's just it's one of those movies of I think also it was like um you know I surprisingly i've related to a lot of people with uh, mostly girls mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. also been like there's been a few guys out there that i like you know like like to bring it on you know and <laughs> i guess there's like the obvious thing like there's a lot of pretty women in it you know when i was younger when i say it's formative like that movie and coyote ugly we can get to that later like those are very formative <laughs> movies of like oh wow um but women. it's also, yeah, it's also, <laughs> yeah, women. Oh, my gosh. This is just like a good movie. This is like a fun movie to watch. It makes me feel good every time I watch it. Like, mm. I love watching the end when they all sing like, hey, like, oh, Mickey. <laughs> like, that's just so fun. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst. Um, uh, I used to watch inter- also watch Interview with the Vampire a lot. She was like the first actress to like. I'm watching a movie. I'm like, oh my god, this is like this is like good acting. And she was like 11 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but when she's like an interview with the vampire, when she's like, which one have you did it? Which one if yeah. you did it? And like so intense. <laughs> I was like, wow. Between that and then like the connection, like Gabrielle Union, I had seen her in so many things, and she's mm-hmm. and my mom used to tell me. She's always telling me that I have big eyes, and I have big eyes like Gabrielle Union when I was younger. <laughs> and I don't know if she meant—I don't know if she meant that in an endearing way or she was like insulting me. But I don't know, Gabrielle Union. <laughs> seems
1: like
0: a compliment yeah. to me. Seems, yeah. It seems now, like a anytime compliment. you compare
6: somebody to Gabrielle Union, it has to be a compliment. He, yeah. Right.
1: Totally.
6: <laughs> Yo, um, Jess, Jesse Bradford—he was so cool. I remember watching that movie, being like, "Yo, this guy is cool." Even though like, wait, I which guess, one's
0: Jesse Bradford?
6: Uh, uh Missy's Cliff? brother, yeah, Cliff.
0: Got it. Okay, yeah. How do you feel about him as the not like other boys boy? Yeah, like he books? was the, the not the like stands. other boys
6: boy. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. I guess you it, thought he was cool. I guess it you works because it's that. like, um, it's like I was like, "Yo, he's he's that's me. I want that to be me."
1: This is the this is the representation we it's
6: haven't the, had on this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's on, so true.
0: On sleepover. Yeah, you, are, <laughs> you are literally, I think, the well, I don't know if you're straight. I'm assuming that you are straight. I'm pretty straight. Um <laughs> only straight I'm pretty straight boy we've <laughs> yeah. ever talked to on Yay, the show.
6: I'm on, I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored. It's yeah, it is like um, I mean, I guess like in in film, guys are when they are given that. Mm-hmm. not like other guys it's the <laughs> it's like the kind of losery, like you know but mm-hmm. but he doesn't he doesn't care because he's cool like he's yeah, cool he's yeah. cool to him so he's cool to i guess whoever to else. The head yeah he's cool to the head cheerleader because she's like huh? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get the loser i don't think they got the, lo- the loser <laughs> <memo>. <laughs> wait
0: wait this is actually this brings up something that really i thought was so funny which is like when she's Observing him playing guitar in his room, like in like in a way that would be embarrassing, right? Yeah. And when he notices that she's watching, he's just like, "Yeah," and like yes. keeps
6: going. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I thought it was very funny. And then he's not even like he's not even embarrassed. He's just like, yeah, no, <laughs> he's just chill about it. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's just like, mm-hmm. And I just thought bold. and
6: notable and I I feel like that's something I would do I mean I'd be embarrassed on the inside but you gotta play it off you gotta play it off like (laughs) you're not the uh, song prepare for total domination (laughs) it has a uh, I wrote down it has a striking resemblance to uh, the jellyfish jam from Spongebob yes it does which came out almost exactly a year later I mean came out exactly the year before is that a coincidence Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they, they saw a sponge job, and they we need this song they're like we're putting this in the mega mix
5: <laughs> it's going in <laughs>
6: the the writer for this movie i learned she originally wanted to do a documentary about cheerleading and she wanted, I did not know that. she like was really into the cheerleading and she would see it on espn and she wanted to mm-hmm. she wanted to do a documentary about it but i guess her people didn't Really care for a cheerleading documentary. <laughs> they were like, try
1: again. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she was like, like well, oh, okay, how I'll about I write, write
6: a movie? It made me, like, not when I was younger, because I didn't really think about it, but like as I was growing up, it made me look at, you know, cheerleading different. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's a, some more of a girl sport. And obviously, there's always that uh connotation with women that, you know, some of the lesser. So when you're watching, like, this is cool and this is hard and it's like mm-hmm. actual sport, it's actual, you know, you watch it and you're like, this is a, a big deal, you know? cuz yeah. I don't know it it had it, yeah it also has that I don't know if you guys feel that but there is this thing like when you watch sports movies you like, I don't know, Mighty Ducks, you watch Remember <laughs> the Titans. Remember the Titans Personally
1: I avoid these at all costs.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but me too honestly. There's, like these, there's always these sports movies and there's like a lot of buildup and a lot of tension and you're like you're like, fuck this, this team better win. Just fuck Yeah. You're like you want them to win. Even though you most of the time you know they're gonna win. And that was another thing about this movie. They just like mm-hmm. subvert the the, the the trope of the team, like watching the team work so hard to win and then they they lose, but you don't even feel right. upset that they lose because they, like, finally did their own shit. And then you're like, also, yeah. the Clovers deserved it. And yes. it's kind of, it's cool.
0: Dejan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks
6: for letting me. Oh.
0: This was amazing. <laughs> and when we do Coyote Ugly, inevitably, you have to come back and tell us about more formative experiences of your attraction to women. Because yeah. we need that on <laughs> this the podcast,
1: show. Yeah, we don't get any of that. Yeah,
0: we I'm, really here,
6: I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to bring... All the guys, I'm gonna bring the, the small guy demographic to the podcast,
0: <laughs> yeah. Just drag them on over, yeah. You your promo, it. your <laughs> promo
1: is gonna do wonders for our audience
6: insights,
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it really is. is.
6: So let's change up that YouTube out that YouTube algorithm is gonna help you out,
1: yeah. yeah there you go,
6: straight guy, <laughs> yeah. man. Straight. straight guy reacts, <laughs> yeah. Straight guy reacts to bring him on.
0: We have actual angel, Kirk Liddell, our long, long time friend uh, and now collaborator. I am certain that Kirk is going to be a narrative podcast uh, auteur celebrity. So on top of everything else, um, we love Kirk and Kirk demanded to be featured on this episode (laughs) of Bring It On, so we're gonna get into it here.
2: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I love this movie so much. Well, I'm pretty sure I realized I was gay the first <laughs> time I watched this movie. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That's a whole story. Oh, oh please, what's the story? What's okay. the story? <laughs> so, we're just going to jump right in. I'm like, yes, here please. we are. Um, <laughs> so, I remember, so Blockbuster was a thing when this movie came out, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the yeah. early 2000s. I remember watching this movie like... We watched it once as a family, like, together. And then yeah. I think I watched it twice a day for the next five days. Aww. Like, I was, like, obsessed with it. So mm-hmm. I was, like, a gymnast as a child. Like, all kids are, probably. <laughs> and But I was, like, serious. I was, like, competing every weekend. And it was, like, a big deal. I really thought I was going to go to the Olympics at, like, seven. Um, yeah. it, But... But they were like tumbling, and it was like fun and colorful and pretty. And I was like, "Oh my god, I love this movie!" I back then I was like, oh, "I'm obsessed with Gabrielle Union." Like I thought she was so cool. Yeah. Little did I know I wasn't like not in love with her. I was just like, I want to be her. Like I want to have yeah the energy and the flair and the sass. But I want. But I'm pretty sure this was like the opening of like oh. There's that whole scene about, which I didn't get at the at that time, but like now as an adult, I totally understand, where they're in the car mm-hmm. and, um, oh, the girl, um, uh, Missy. Yes. Yeah. Is asking the question about like, who's gay and who's not. Mm-hmm. And she asks like, oh, do you speak fag? And he goes, oh, oh, fluently. <laughs> I like, didn't get the joke for a really long time. Yeah, right. But I always was like, yeah, he does look like that. Like, I got that Like he was yeah. gay. Like, I knew that it was like, oh, you're gay. And I was like, I understand him somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at us now, just as flamboyant <laughs> as can be. <laughs> I will say that Torrance's actual boyfriend, Aaron, I thought he was so cute. And then yeah. when I found out he cheated on her, I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> 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 like, when you, you get to that part, I was like, well, why are you an asshole? Like that's not yeah. fun. But Well, yeah. didn't
0: didn't you think also speaking of gay things, when the brother's like your boyfriend's gay and she's like no he's not. And then when he's like sleeping with someone else, you think it's going to be a guy and then it's You like needed it to be a guy and yeah. I think
2: if that movie if this movie came out in 2010, it would have yeah. been a guy. Like yep. that would have been the joke. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were watching this twice a day on your own. Were you hiding the fact
0: you were watching it that much or was it fine?
2: I don't know if I was I was certainly alone, but it was in our, like, (laughs) basement. So, like, anyone could come downstairs and see that I was watching it. Mm -hmm. But I, so I wasn't hiding it, but I certainly wasn't, like, broadcasting. Like, I'm going to watch this movie again. It was just, like, (laughs) no one's in the basement. Great, I'm going to go sneak downstairs and just, like, put the tape back in. Because I loved it so much. How,
0: do you think that the that the watching of it so much was more about the fact that it was, like, fierce or about the fact that there was gay stuff in it or both?
2: That it was fierce. I think, leave, I like, really wasn't, I couldn't really clock the gayness until yeah. I, I was, like, far enough removed from it. Mm-hmm. But I just think, like, the overall energy and, like, kind of demand of their presence was mm-hmm. very appealing to me. I don't, people won't know this in the world, but, like, you guys know I'm a pretty, like... Like larger than life, human, and I really respond well when other people are doing it too. Like, if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense,
1: definitely. So, um, do you have any things that you don't like about Bring It On after rewatching, or things you would change, or you know, (sighs) things that aged poorly? Obviously, there are some,
2: yeah, there are some that obviously, yeah. I mean, so I find it, I love, like, something that I love about it for sure is that. It started a conversation, especially as like a black kid, um, of this idea that I'm always gonna kind of have to work harder than the than mm-hmm. my counterparts, mm-hmm. um, than the white people. Yes, let's just yeah. <laughs> say it. Let's say it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always gonna have to work harder than the than white people, and it. Yeah. I don't think I registered it at seven, but mm-hmm. certainly the more I've watched it as an adult, the more that I have been like, oh, that's what this, that's what we're, the conversation we're trying to have. Um, and you can like hold your ground and stand in your truth, but also like soar above and like not be catty. Cause it, they could have mm-hmm. absolutely, like, um, like the Clovers could have absolutely like gone in and been like ruthless and mean and like mm-hmm. cold about it. And they just aren't, they're just like, no, we're better. Yeah. There it's there's no yeah. where we're, we're like we don't have to question it. We know we're better than you. Um and so I love that. I also mm-hmm. I if I could go back in time and like redo things, the like love story that happens in that movie is so not necessary. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I like love the toothbrush moment, like that scene yeah. is iconic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but did I need that relationship no. to like What did that really serve us? Like, we get nothing from him other than, like, oh, he kind of likes cheerleading now because he wants to sleep with this girl. But, like, I'm so much more interested in Torrance's and uh, Missy's, like, relationship.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, Missy,
2: she's the poo, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm so much more interested in that relationship, and I wish we got more time with them.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like you could even keep the brother plot line in. You could keep the crush between them, but then instead of then focusing in on them at the end, like focus it's on Missy and But, Like st- the
2: story of this like these girls who like find each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And like she feel like Torrance can feel completed. Like she finally has made a friend. Like not just like a cheer squad, but like she's a a, a sister and a friend and this girl would have right. been certainly more interesting. In my opinion. Yeah, like that ending scene where they like kiss and the world is like, the balloons are flying everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, okay. But like, <laughs> they're like, they're you're okay. like but was
0: it earned? <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, was it
5: earned? No.
2: I don't no. think it was earned. It was a cop no. out. I think it was a bit of a It was out. like, a, it was a product of the time though, too. Like, yeah. It was supposed, it went into this like rom com. Section and so, fun. yeah, I was
1: like wedging into the genre a little bit so they could then market that as yes,
2: well as
1: the
5: but thing. And yeah. yeah,
0: I have a controversial question. <laughs> as I, I think that Torrance is so hard to care about. And okay, and again, I have to reveal something else controversial, which I've now done for the third time, which is that it <laughs> turns out that I uh, actually had never seen this movie until two days ago. I <laughs> know. <A-0. laughs> Everyone looks just like you when I say that. I literally don't know how it's possible because I've seen Bring Uh, It On again. I don't even know if that's true. No, it is. It is. That's
2: insane. I don't believe that. There's no. It's uh, because it was on ABC Family so often growing up. Well, that's the thing. That's where I saw Bring It On again a
0: million times. The one that has the girl from um, from Secret Life and Hayden Panettiere. That is
2: not right. That is not Bring It On again. That is yeah, person, Bring It On. You? You're on mixing up storylines. No. So know. that's the third Bring It On movie. It's Bring okay. It On All or Nothing. Okay, anyway. Wait, okay. So, the jury's out. The jury's
0: out. Yes. All I'm saying is that upon seeing this with very fresh eyes, regardless of whether I've seen it or not, I was like, to- like I just didn't like Torrance that much. because mm-hmm. That's fine. Because <laughs> I felt like she never fully... Like, the thing that that sat so weirdly with me while I was watching it, and, like, maybe this was just a product of the times, but it was, like, she was so appalled that the routine was stolen because it meant that her squad wasn't original. And they, like, never explicitly were, like... We're stealing things from black people, like black artists, literally, like they never go there. And it feels like she doesn't even really understand that that is part of why it is so bad. Like on top of just like the baseline unethicalness of it all. And then when she gives them or tries to give them the money and they don't take it. What is this, hush money? Yeah, yes. Yes. She's like so... Like, personally victimized by them not taking it. And I feel like every time the Clovers show up, Torrance cries, and I just yeah. am annoyed.
2: Well, you know? you're not wrong. That's all, I think that's all very on brand yeah, and factual. Um, <laughs> which is my, which is my, again, my comment about I think we could have learned more if we got more of Missy being like, yo, girl, grow up, mm-hmm. and less mm-hmm. of, I'm in love with your brother. We just, yeah. Like, we steal from the. Because, yeah, clearly
1: Missy understands something that Torrance doesn't understand. But you know what I even thought was interesting about that is because you think she's really with it at first when she brings Torrance to the school to see that the cheers are stolen. Okay. And Mm -hmm. then when they are playing, when they're at um, their home football game, and then the Clover show up and show the audience that. (laughs) The cheers that. are stolen. Um, Missy's reaction is really weird. Yeah, to that she like she's got this like she's like she's on the the way that it looks. It looks like she's reacting the same way as Torrance. Like she, mm-hmm. I just don't see why would she be personally offended that they showed up and proved the point when like she knew that, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it like is it, It's not really consistent with her character yet, until that point, um,
5: or
2: what you think, right? What you what we were taught prior. I think part of it has to be that she like chooses to buy in and doesn't think anything is gonna come of it, right? She's like, I show Torrance, I've done my good deed as a white person. I've like show. I've like mm-hmm. opened her eyes to the truth. Now I don't have yeah. to do anything else. <laughs> and then they come, and she's like, Oh no. Oh, oh, no, it's real. It's oh, <laughs> Other people know now, too. God, I actually have. Yeah, we have right. to, like, there's, like, the work part of it that mm-hmm. we miss. Right.
0: We have to talk about... Okay, once he said Sparky Palastri, I was <laughs> like, we have to talk about it.
2: Obviously. <laughs> it's so good. I used to walk around my house, like, we would joke and, like, do spirit fingers at each other. <laughs> like, it was a thing. Yeah, It was yeah. a cultural yeah. reset happened when he was, like... <laughs> These, these are spirit pickers, <laughs> and these are cult. Like, come on, <laughs> cultural reset. He's an icon. So, call,
0: it's cultural reset, and also, was it not foreshadowing of what was to come in our lives <sighs> in high school? <laughs> <laughs> like, everything about it, like the scam part, yeah. and the fact that it's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> oh. All of that. So... For most, well, not, now that we have listeners that don't know us in real life, they won't know this, uh, but all three of us were in our high school show choir at some point, and Kirk's, like, Kirk's thing in high school <laughs> was show choir, like. In high school, it's still my thing. <laughs>
2: Grown-ass man at 27, and I'm still obsessed. <laughs>
0: But the way that Sparky Palastri is in this movie is like not unrealistic to a choreographer huh. that at least I, I had him for two years. Kirk had him for two, two two years. One year. One year.
2: One year. Oof.
0: Yeah. And Audrey, you had him for one year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I got the most <laughs> <laughs> suffering. That's great. Because I'm the I'm the best dancer in this chat, clearly. <laughs> so it works out so well for me that I was the one who got them twice. But um, if you were watching this movie and you're like, no one's like that. There's no way. Just no. Trust there are. and believe.
2: Probably dozens of people like that. They exist In America yes. right now. Working, making six figures choreographing show cries across the country. Yeah. yeah, and
0: it not being literally the exact same uh, routine at every place, but it being the same set of moves okay. just
2: scrambled up. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: a variation
0: There's of like, the same. You
2: thing. know, and I get that. There's a part of me that also kind of gets that. I guess because they're, it's like you don't know what to put in this eight count, so you just like yeah. do the same thing. But at the same time, yeah. like, we all can't be in the same competition then. Like, <laughs> yeah. you have to distribute it like, evenly. <laughs> so that's, yeah because who's supposed to win best choreography if we're all doing the same seven moves sir mm-hmm.
0: i guess kind of related to that topic though do you think that like the competitive art slash sport that is like the center of bring it on like how do you think that how much you loved that
2: carried on absolutely into your future? I, like i said before i was a gymnast at a young age and i Think, like, are, there, are there pictures of this? Of me being a gymnast? God, I hope yes. not. I don't know if there I don't know. Mm, ciao. If there was, if, if there was, I'd be like, all right, if, let me have Yeah, it. you would if I don't know. I don't have any on me. I had a really cute yeah. blue Leo, though. I did have a cute blue Leo. Nice. Anyways, Aww. it was cute. Like shorts and a top. I looked adorable. Um. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I think that. So that being, like, the start of all of this, is like, very, like, artistic, but yet still, like, heavy, like, sporty activity was absolutely the base. I think if there wasn't this stigma about coming across as gay in high school, I probably would have been a cheerleader. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. everything... You would have been such a good cheerleader. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I, I, yeah. It, it was... It's unfortunate, and I... It's unfortunate that... I was in high school when I was because I think if I was in high school now and we were as accepting mm-hmm. of a world as we are now and we're, we've we got a long way to go, mm-hmm. but yeah. I just feel like I would have been more comfortable and to do it, and I would have slayed. It would have been incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. We have to talk about the ending. <laughs> oh, Mickey. like Yes.
0: <laughs> everyone has brought that
2: because up. Because it's... for Okay, and I'm going to say this. like As a black kid, I had no idea what that song was prior to this movie. And now Mm. whenever I hear it, like, I, if I'm in the grocery store, like, everything stops. Like, we must, like, pony our life away and, like, live for it. Um, And Gabrielle Union is slay, she, like, so Torrance and Missy both get their own verses. And I don't know if you know this, but when they Mm. watch, when you watch it on ABC Family, they cut Missy because she, like, grabs her boobs and they cut it. And the first time I saw that, I was like, she just... They're, they're her boobs why are we okay fine fine, yeah, like it's fine. whatever whatever <laughs> um but then gabrielle union doesn't get a whole verse. she just gets like a, a moment which is unfortunate but she is giving you lip singing the house down boots okay like yes. like rupaul would literally shantay her like it's <clears throat> um i know so good <laughs> I was
1: literally in my in my rewatch. I was like taken aback by how good that like ten seconds was. I was like, oh, "What
2: the?" And she's a baby. Like Gabrielle, Gabriel is that the? It's like one of her earlier credits, and she's a toddler mm-hmm. in that movie. And like, to, yeah, she looks so young. I mean, she's still, so, like she like just like has aged so stunningly, but like I know she's a. A child. There's, like, not an ounce of a wrinkle anywhere near her face, and it's incredible. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. that moment is everything to me. (laughs) And they, like, the the way they, like, pull on their skirt at one point, I was, like, I would, like, walk around and do that in my pants because, like... (laughs) Right, like, and I didn't know I was gay. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was written, it was literally writing it written on the wall. And I was just like, no, don't see it. Yeah, I can't see it. Um, you said, I can't read, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then it was like, nope, I don't read, sorry. What, what is English, not a language I speak? Um. Thank you for having me on. Like, oh my God, we
0: love you. This was like electric. We should just have you back. Whatever you
2: want, Kirk. Thanks for Um, being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. I honestly like. I love this podcast. I listen every week. It's like my. I have like a. I have my list of things and podcasts that I listen to on every day, and like I get so excited for Thursday. Um, Straight up, it's like not a lie. (laughs) Yeah. And I like also love getting to hear both of your voices. It's like such a weird thing to go from seeing you guys like every day and then like the Mm -hmm. time and like time and distance obviously just like happened and we grew up, but to like kind of have you back in my life in this weird way and like has also like made me connect with you guys again it's like been the best thing for me i know a lot of people hate high yeah. school but i'm like ever like i'm always i'm like constantly reminded that like no you actually like had a really good group of people and there's like a good community that somehow mm-hmm. managed to like not be t- t- too toxic like <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like we thought we were awful to okay. each other yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. on the cusp <laughs> certainly on the cusp um yeah
0: it's on the cusp but there were enough people that ended up coming out after the fact that it just all gets worked out
2: you're right. like oh you were hurting okay. so it's fine
1: <laughs> so it's fine erase it all
2: erase it all Start again yeah. it's fine yeah but exactly you guys are great exactly. i'm obsessed with you i can't wait for our, the love next you. episode i love you
1: Okay, everybody. So, our next guest is Conchay Brown. (laughs) <laughs> who is one of my best friends from high school and she is currently working as a music assistant and she's about to move to LA <laughs> Yay. and very excited for her but when I was thinking of people that I would want to hear talk about bring it on I was like I feel like Conce is a good choice here so <laughs> I hit her up and here we are so what was your first impression like were you into it
4: Yes. At the time I was a cheerleader too. So I was a cheerleader. Yes. For six years. It was the the Saturns. Saturns. Yes. I was there. (laughs) Um, I was a cheerleader for the Saturns. And so of course it was like, Oh my gosh, this is what I could be in high school. Fast forward. I actually spent my four years in drama club and show choir (laughs) and not cheerleading. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was like, this is stuff that I could see myself doing because I do it right now. So it was like fun to watch.
1: (laughs) Right. That's so cute. Oh my gosh. Like (laughs) having, like being a cheerleader when you see it the first time is so adorable. (laughs) Um, so like, what are some of your favorite elements of it? It could be like cast, it could be like a scene or a line or like anything about it.
4: Yes. Okay. So, I think that like, you know how all the Bring It On movies kind of have a formula to them? Like, there's yes. like an underdog in the story and like something happens where they have to change teams or something like that. Um, I think like that story and the way that they portray it was a little ahead of its time. And that's why mm-hmm. I think it's so cool about Bring It On other than it just being a classic. But um I just think that, like, when it came to the concept of, like, the root of the story, like, there was this all-white team that stole their routines from a bunch of Black people, an all-Black team. And then it was the story of, like, do you realize that the Clovers are actually the underdogs or are the Toros the underdogs? Mm. You know, but really it's the Clovers and that's why they win at the end because the underdogs always win. That's how the formula works. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I just think that the way that it was at that time was really interesting, especially when it comes to the racial aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think like one of those things where it's like, there was no villain to the story like there was mm-hmm. in like the second, third, and fourth one. There's no villain to the story. Like the real villain was like Big Red. She's the one who stole all the routines.
1: <laughs> I literally, ju- I just <laughs> said that too. I was like, I guess it's Big Red, but like, really, you know. And Hannah was talking about how she kind of views that as like a cop out of the movie, or like that it's like it's not. It's a little half baked.
5: Oh, like
4: it
1: you know. But yes,
4: I totally its agree. Time,
1: yeah, it's like, but for its time and, and the how white, everything about this movie is so white as far as production, writing, mm-hmm. directing, you know, all of that. It's like, well, I guess there's something to be said for that, but obviously it could always be better.
4: Yes, um, I totally a lot agree. Better.
0: When you were,
1: I mean, now and
0: also when you were like a little girl, did you notice how like, if there were scales in this movie, it was, like, the the Toros were heavily weighed down. Like, you saw so much more of the Toros than you ever did of the Clovers. And, like, Mm -hmm. did you you
4: respond to that imbalance? I think when I was younger, as someone who went to, like, PWIs my whole life, Mm -hmm. it wasn't abnormal for me to see that. Mm -hmm. So it was something that was, like, okay, like, I I get this because this is what I see in my everyday life. Right. But later on in life, like, I think I watched the movie a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I was watching it, like, I never noticed how everything that is happening with the Toros is happening because they found out about Big Red and the Clovers. (laughs) But you literally only see the Clovers, like, 5% of the movie. Yeah. So it's like... I don't understand, I definitely catch that now more so than I did when I was younger, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of crazy to think about, like everything that the main characters are going through is because of the Toro or because of the Clovers and they're barely in it. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Totally. That I just like couldn't get over. I like couldn't get over the fact that that's actually how it was, mm-hmm. and that it was as we said, like this super white production team and like a white woman writer. I was just like, like oh. bold, bold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So, were there any other things on the last time you rewatched it that like stood out to you as like maybe having not aged well or like being um, just, like, coming across in, like, a different
4: way than they used to? Yes. I definitely, um, early 2000s movies, we just live in a different time now, for mm-hmm. sure. So, like, things that flew then nef- definitely do not fly now. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, one part in the movie where they're doing, like, stunts, and one of the guys, like, <laughs> lift up the girl, and they talk about, like, Oh, yeah, like I'm staring up her skirt, or I have my fingers up her skirt and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. that does not, especially them being in high school. Like, yeah. Not good now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's one of those things that, like, opens up the conversation about, like, why do we make so many shows based in, like, high school? Like think about how different and how much more you could like explore if you put these kids over the age of 18 and put yeah. them in college, you know, like euphoria or something like that. Like mm-hmm. sometimes like watching stuff like that, it's like I could never imagine myself going through something like that in high school.
1: Yeah. No. Well, so, yeah, like I, I, I said, sorry, I
0: sorry, go ahead. Anytime I see a show and like, okay, I know, I know people have sex in high school. Like, I know that it right. happens, but anytime <laughs> I see it in a show, I'm like, nope, that doesn't <laughs> happen. Like, I'm just like, no, 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 <laughs> Like, I don't want to see it. Right. I don't want to know that it happens. And yeah, I mean, I guess it's real for some people, but if it does happen, it's not like in like the sexy glitter drenched, like euphoria <laughs> way.
1: Like, right. it's not that. No. And I see that conversation playing out on, like, Twitter all the time where it's people being like, why is every show in high school even now? Um, And I totally agree. Like, you can literally place them, like, two years later in life and and you open up your opportunities a lot more. But there's just such a, like, it's almost, I don't want to necessarily use the word fetishization, but it is. I I Uh think there is a high correlation, like, between, like, fetish, fetishization of high schoolers and and then the media like interpreting that and kind of transforming it into this um landscape where every show takes place in high school and
5: absolutely
1: the actors are adults (laughs) um so
0: conche like when you saw this movie when you were younger or even now like what are some of your favorite scenes or like the parts that stick with you the most?
4: Oh, OK. So definitely one that I always mention is when um, Kristen Dunst and Gabrielle Union have that moment where they meet in the Clover gym. And um, they're like, Gabrielle Union is like, Burr, it's cold in here. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. You think a white girl made that shit up? Yeah. <laughs> it's forever the funniest thing in the whole yeah. world. And then, um, obviously, the final competition scenes are always great. And then, um, of course, when the Clovers go to the football game and Mm -hmm. basically show everyone that they've been having their cheer stolen. Yeah. Yeah is an iconic scene.
0: Yes. Yeah. Honestly, the interest and intrigue level just skyrockets anytime the Clovers are there. And yeah. I'm like, why can't we just have that? Like, why can't that just be the movie? Yeah. It's so annoying
1: to watch. Yeah. And you Ugh. know what? When, when we talked to Kirk, we, we sort of mentioned and talked about Show Choir a little bit, of course. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> you know, there is... There is... You know, somebody who is really involved in show choir, like, will love Bring It On by that, mm-hmm. by that, you know, quality alone. But the question for Kirk
0: was like, do you think there was something about, like, the feminine competitive sport genre of movie that, like, sparked something in you that then led you to want to be, like, in show choir or cheerleading or stuff like that? Like, do you think that's mm-hmm. part of why you liked it?
4: That's a really good question. I've never really thought about it that way. But I'm always someone who I've just realized now in my life as a 23 year old, like, I, the way that I've kind of built myself as a performer, or somebody who did perform at a time, like, was built on things that I watched and saw as a mm-hmm. younger kid. So like, Beyonce and Destiny's Child, anything Mm -hmm. that has to do with performing has really built me up to who I am today. So I definitely think that there are aspects of Bring It On that I have carried into my life that have sparked something like, and you guys know, like, there's nothing like being on a stage and performing. Mm -hmm. So like, to see that and see people who are going to be an age that was not too far off from where I was going to be soon is like... I knew that this is definitely something that I want to continue to explore and continue to do, which is a big reason why even after I threw out of being a cheerleader for the Saturns, I tried still going into middle school to try and cheer. Mm -hmm. Didn't go over well. They (laughs) were asking too much gymnastics of me. (laughs) Um, So I found another avenue. But still, it really sparked that performance side in me for sure.
1: Mm
0: hmm. That's so funny, because I totally do feel like there is like a non-tumbling cheerleader to theater kid pipeline.
1: Yes. yes.
4: <laughs> oh, my gosh, there has to be. I know I'm not the only one.
1: I almost yeah. tried out that same year. Like, are you talking about seventh grade? Yes. I almost tried out, too. I literally went to the informational thing and then it was in that like study hall room in our middle school you know that awful room I really didn't like it but yeah immediately they were like um you need to like be able to do at least a backhand spring (laughs) and I was like
5: oh all right I'll see myself
1: (laughs) this is for me yeah I was like okay cool Awesome. How I'll just do possible? nothing. <laughs>
0: right. How many, like, how could that many girls even be able to do a back handspring? And also for what? For middle school cheerleading? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like,
1: so I'm pretty sure I would so much rather have, like, the middle school girls to be doing, like, fun choreography than, like, mm-hmm. bad gymnastics. Like, I just. Yeah.
4: 100% agree yes. I still went to the audition anyways knowing I fully couldn't do any <laughs> of that stuff I still went anyways mm-hmm. and they got to the part where they were like oh like show us a trick or something like that I proceeded to do another cartwheel I was like ta-da there
1: it is <laughs> you just added some like finesse to it right <laughs> so so
0: I guess sort of our last question is, and this is maybe a reach, but like, you know, Sleepover Cinema is nothing but reaches. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the question is, how do you think that Bring It On like made an impact on you as a kid?
4: And how has that impact
0: translated to now?
4: I definitely think, like I said earlier, like as a Black girl who went to PWIs her whole life, mm-hmm. it was, and I was involved in different sorts of organized competition groups and things like that. It really taught me kind of like not to take shit within those groups, you know, mm-hmm. like it was very rare that within those things, I wasn't the only black person, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I really had to make my voice and I feel like myself heard throughout that as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And, seeing things where even if they're in the movie for such a small amount of time where I am like represented and mm-hmm. they aren't letting someone walk all over them and like steal their cheer routines as like almost superficial as it sounds it's like mm-hmm. deeper within that there's a story behind that you know like yeah Don't let yourself let that happen to you. Like, you worked on that stuff. You did the work. And just because someone may have a bigger voice than you to society, that doesn't mean that that shit is okay, you know? Yeah.
0: This is why we wanted to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) So this is one of the things that Audrey and I were talking about last night is we were like, what I said to Audrey is I was like, Okay, well, everyone we talked to, it seemed like they were just like feeling the white girl fantasy and like they were <laughs> into it. Like, like maybe I was like maybe we're projecting more onto this than there actually is. Like maybe it's just fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you had that experience with it because that's what I would anticipate. But who? But I didn't know.
4: Um, right. And there are things like that. Like I am definitely somebody who feels like, especially now as I'm older, like if there are TV shows and it's like just solely a white cast, there are no Mm -hmm. people of color or anything, it's really going to turn me off from wanting to watch it because it's like, who on there can I relate to, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's just nothing for me there. But there are definitely times where I do feel the white girl fantasy, of course, like (laughs) Sex in the City, I live for it. So like (laughs) that is like something, but that is also something that is like beautifully done,
5: you
0: know? Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) That's, like, top-tier white girl fantasy.
1: Yeah,
4: exactly.
0: It
1: is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, I don't even relate to sex. <laughs> I, I don't relate to that show at all. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these ladies are going through. <laughs>
5: like,
1: I'm, it's
0: aspirational. It's very aspirational. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, man. I am so glad that, I mean, it's it sucks that, like, it is such, like, a relative shred of representation compared to the whole of the movie. But I am really glad that at least... it's. I mean, I don't know the franchise that well, but it seemed like from that one on, it started
4: to get more balanced. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, like, in the next movie, like, all the main characters were always white. But I think in the coming movies, like, there was the second one that happened... And the main character's best friend was black. Then the third one happened and they were in Crenshaw Heights. So that was super diverse. Mm -hmm. And then the next one with Ashley Benson. (laughs) Uh, That's questionable. (laughs) That's so questionable. (laughs) That's so
0: funny.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, but they definitely continue to evolve on the theme of the original, regardless mm-hmm. of, like, how well done it ended up being. You know, right. I don't think none of them were, none of them are as upheld as the first movie is. And I think for mostly good reason, because they're <laughs> TV, they're TV movies. So it's just a different thing. Um, yeah. But, Yeah.
4: They tried. (laughs) They really did, and it's really always funny to think. Like, I wonder if Solange just sits at home and thinks, "Like, I was in a Bring It On movie, (laughs) like one of the
0: main
1: characters."
0: (laughs) Did you know she's probably like like, fact? Did you know that she was supposed to be in Cheetah Girls originally?
1: Yeah. Yeah. She.
0: I think she was supposed to be Aqua Keely's character. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Imagine the
4: sleigh. I know now they wish that she was, cause none of them yeah. like fuck with Keely at all. <laughs> no. They don't. It's so sad. <laughs> Everyone yeah. just like
0: goes on IG Live and will like openly shit on Keely. <laughs> like yeah, to her face.
4: <laughs> it's really bad.
5: It's really, really yeah. sad.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Kanche, it was so great to talk
1: to you. So thank you so much. Of course, us. it was good to talk to you guys, too. Love you guys. We love you, too. <laughs> love you. Okay, everybody. So we hope you enjoyed our four guests. We had a lot of fun talking to people other than ourselves about a movie, because usually we don't get the opinions till after the episode yes. airs. Um, but as always, let us know yes. if you have any opinions about Bring It On or any of the movies we have covered previously. Please. And... We have a really exciting episode coming up with a really good guest.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, we do. I forgot yeah, that we haven't told knows. people yet. So, can we hint?
1: Our next guest is Posh Spice, <laughs> if you know what oh my I'm gosh, saying. If, if they know, if you know, and you're listening to this, then you really just know now. Like, that's it.
0: <laughs> if you know, yeah, you deserve exactly. to know. <laughs> We're so excited for that guest um, mm-hmm. and the movie. It's going to be amazing. I'm kind (laughs) of terrified.
5: It's going to be good.
0: So, maybe if you want to do some research, I bet you can crack the code of who it is. Um, But that'll be in two episodes, I think. Audrey and I will talk shop when we're (laughs) off the mic, but I think it'll be two weeks from now. Anyway, get excited for that episode. And we will be back next week with a brand new one. As always.
1: (laughs) Bye. Okay, bye. You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com slash sleepover-cinema and keep up with all our latest creative projects at twopinkpictures.com. If you want to watch our show as well as listen, we're on YouTube too, yay. Search Sleepover Cinema or go to the link tree in our Instagram bio. We're on Instagram and Twitter at twopinkpictures and would love to hear from you there. We're also on TikTok at cinema, and that's really where the party is at it's true and if you like sleepover
0: cinema please share an episode with a few friends also since we're asking for things please leave us a review on the Apple Podcasts app Um, for some reason they're super powerful and we would always appreciate a nice review Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, produced, edited, and engineered by us, Hannah and Audrey Leach. Sleepover Cinema is mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman, and theme music is by Josh Perlman Hall. Special thanks to executive producers Michael D'Aloya and David Moss. We'll chat again soon. We'll chat again soon.
3: for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all of the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com.
0: This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.